1: everyone, this is the CLNS Media Network's Patriots post-game show. Marvin is on, Mike Molyneux. We are here right after the Patriots game where they get the win over the hated New York Jets, 27-13. to Marv, first half, close game. Right. You know, uh, 10-10 to going into the half, but the Patriots come out pretty dominant in the second half and secure the win. Uh, one thing that I'm very impressed about is the fact that one, Tom Brady had a solid game, a game that we haven't seen from him in a while. And on top of that, he really spread the ball around, targets go on to every which type of way, the different options that he has. The Patriots put everything that they had offensively on show today against uh, the New York Jets. Yeah, man, this was a game where you wanted the
0: patriots to come out and really show their dominance on the AFC East especially you know having the bye week coming off a of bye week and coming off a of performance you did against the Tennessee Titans you wanted the patriots to really show you something here and the first half first half was a little iffy mike you know it was back and forth the Jets were still clinging onto the game you patriots didn't really you know force their will second half different story you saw the patriots come out you know really spread the ball like you were saying mike and Dominate the run game. The run game on offense was really strong. Sony Michelle, you know, had the bulk of the carries with 21 and 133 yards and a touchdown. James White, 73 yards off of nine carries. Cordero Patterson got in there a little bit when um, Sony Michelle suffered an injury that looked a lot worse than it was. You know, luckily he got back in. So the running game was dominant. Receiving game, everyone got 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 involved. Edelman, big game from him, four receptions. Gordon had a decent game with five receptions. Gronkowski, finally. Welcome back. welcome back. Got a touchdown. We haven't seen that since week one. So Gronk was involved. Hogan, Dorsett, White, Patterson. All these guys got some touches in the passing game from Tom Brady. So great, great ball movement, great offensive game
1: plan from the New England Patriots. Yeah. I mean, again, just looking at the stats, based on, excuse me, what you were just talking about. Edelman, five targets. Josh Gordon, five targets. Rob Gronkowski, seven targets. Two targets for Hogan, two for Michelle, two for Dorsett, another five for James White, and two for Patterson. You know, it was a big point of emphasis that Tom Brady made before the by saying, you know, obviously, he knew that he spent a lot of time forcing the ball to Josh Gordon, Mm -hmm. even forcing the ball to Edelman sometimes. He had to make sure that he spread the ball around and got everybody involved. You know, this Patriots offense, has a lot of options. They have a lot of weapons. And obviously, if you show teams that you're only going to be locked into two, maybe three guys, you know, you get pretty predictable. But when you have a game like today where you utilize all the weapons that you have, you know, Chris Hogan, a lost guy, you know, in this Patriots offense, yes, he only had two targets and two receptions. But the fact that he was able to be a threat out there, you know, is very important for this team moving forward. Because when you face teams, you know, more prominent defenses, you got to keep you know, opposing defenses on their toes and and uh, and what to expect, and not knowing what to expect from this Patriots offense. So very happy about that. Um, again, you just talked about a little bit, just having Sony Michelle and James White right back, back fully healthy. James White, I mean, sorry, Sony Michelle had that scare there, but he was able to come back in and for the first time in I think they said since the Jonas Gray game that the Patriots were able to crack 200 yards rushing. I think that was the correct stat. But it's something that hasn't been done in a while, you know, that, that they crack that stat and put up those numbers. I mean, when you get a guy that can
0: run run for 130 yards, that's, that's it's a luxury to have. Yeah. It's really luxury. And James White – Pitching in 73 yards off a of rushing, you know, almost averaging seven yards a carry. That's that's amazing. That's what you need from a, a duo tandem. You know, they're not as great as we want to say Camara and um, Ingram. Yeah. But this is this is a solid duo that's really helped you during that win streak that you had earlier. Yeah. That was the tandem that really propelled you. And they had a great game. Usually, is, you know, it's James White who who's the one that's you know having the big game with the catches, you know, Brady's number one target? But this game was really focused on the run, run heavy, eye formation, punch it down the middle. And Sony Michelle was amazing. Absolutely. He's, even when he came back, he broke out some big 20-yard runs. So this is something to look forward to going going forward into the weeks, because now you know Burkhead also is coming back. We know we don't know when he's coming back in a couple of weeks. And With him, he can be—he's your insurance now. Yeah, that's your insurance because you saw what happened when Sony Michelle goes out. It's like, uh uh-oh, back to the Cordell Patterson. Now teams have have weeks to prepare for Cordell Patterson for those gadget plays. So I don't think that's going to fool anyone
1: going into the future. So having Rex Burkhead coming back is going to be huge for this team. Yeah, once Rex Burkhead is back, I think that spells the end of the Cordell Patterson experiment on running back. I personally, I don't want to see him at the running back position anymore. Yes, he's had a couple solid some games, carries, right. but you know, if you have Rex Burkhead back into the mix, just stick with that three headed monster of Burkhead, Michelle and James White. Um, I think those are the three guys that should be carrying the ball moving forward. But one area of this game that's still, you know, uh, an area for the Patriots, I want to say, that's still a, a work in progress, even though Gronk is back, is the red zone, you know. Patriots still seem to kind of struggle when it comes down to red zone offense. Obviously, they were able to get, um, I think it was Sony Michelle who was able to punch it in down on the goal line. But you know, they only got that they got that carry from Sony Michelle after a couple stops on first, second, uh, uh, first, and second down. Again, Gronk I don't think was targeted at all in the red zone too much, at, if any, this game. So that's one area for the Patriots that I feel like. You need to make improvements there because if you get down in the red zone against teams, that's where you put the hammer down and really put up points. And they seem that, just seem from this game, that that's an area where they need to continue to improve on. Yeah. So Gronk
0: had um seven targets, you know, a couple down the field to yep. the end zone. It wasn't red red zone targets you're talking about, but there were a couple down the field. So Brady was looking for him. You can tell that, you know, when Brady wasn't throwing Gronk the ball, there has to be something wrong. Yeah, he used to do, several weeks before he got out, Brady wasn't even looking at Gronk's direction. This week, seven times, he had almost... But I think the second most targets or the most targets in the game yeah he had the most targets in this game so you can tell that Gronk is definitely better show something in practice that he could he can start causing separation there was times he had one-on-one coverage Mike yeah. they just missed it a couple of times here and there which will get better now that Gronk looks like he <coughs> he can finally um, get back into rotations of things so I'm not too worried about Rob Gronkowski He looked okay his future plan—we've talked, talked about it a couple of times on the Patriots roundtable. What's long-term for Gronk? We don't know. This is looking like this could be it. You know, I'm not trying to forecast Gronk's Gronk's um, career or anything, but
1: it's time to get him rolling now. Yeah, you know, that touchdown in the first quarter was huge for him. It looked like ventures Gronk. It looked like something we've seen uh, that Tom Brady and Gronk—that connection that they built over the years. It looked exactly like that. You know, Tom Brady put the ball there for him. And Gronkowski, it was in an area where the defender probably could have made a play on the ball with it, whether it was a pass deflection or interception. But Gronkowski kind of took that ball away from the defender, secured it, and was able to get the touchdown. Now, again, three receptions, 56 yards and a touchdown. We've seen Gronk put up bigger numbers than that. But, again, with all the options that this team has on on offense, you know, those are the numbers. I'll take a three receptions, 50-something yards and a touchdown from Gronk. As long as, you know, he stays involved and he's a solid weapon out there for Brady, you can't be mad at that. Because, again, something that not many people want to talk about, Tom Brady, obviously, he did have did have a good game today. uh, 20 for 31, uh, 283 yards, two touchdowns. Still, sometimes it seems like his passes don't have the same zip on it or whatnot. Whether you want to attribute that to age or decline, who knows? I'm not making a declaration on anything. But the more weapons, the merrier for Tom Brady in this offense. Of, Of course, and the guy who
0: stepped up was Edelman. This was a great game from Edelman. He looked... Talk about vintage. That looked like vintage Edelman out yep. there fighting for the ball, yards after the carry. You know, got that touchdown, the touchdown that he got when he he ran it in, ran it in for the yards after the carry. That's what that's what you like to see from Edelman. And you would like to see that more from the other players because he's the one who gets things going. When he when Brady targets him in third down and he can go get an extra 10 yards for you, that's what gets the offense going, which was huge. You know, Mike. Spreading the ball around Hogan, he had two big catches in this game as well. Absolutely. You know, this guy's disappeared from the Patriots offense. We're not saying two games is amazing. but It's something that on, on the two targets that he got, he caught him. Mm-hmm. You know, Brady looked at him twice, and there were two big plays. Dorset, he had two targets, 10 yards in the game. So Brady's pitching it into anyone who's available at the time, which is really good to see. Continue forward to surprise James White. He didn't, he only got one reception this game. This, this is a guy who's been Brady's number one target. So maybe when Brady was saying he knows he was force feeding guys, maybe James White was one of them that he was force feeding, trying to spread the ball out more. And that it was more efficient. Brady was more efficient in this game, 20 for 31, like you said. So this was a great
1: game plan. And obviously, it was more run focused. Yeah, I agree. And against this team in the, in the um, New York Jets, running the ball, not a problem at all. You can make right. that happen and force it down their throats in terms of having Sony Michelle and James White do their thing. I will say, if we're going to kind of switch gears a little bit, defensively though, yes, you only gave up 13 points to the Jets, but the plays that the Jets were able to make, it was some big plays out there. And again, in my opinion, I feel like if the Patriots were facing more of a formidable opponent out there, mm-hmm. this game probably could have been a lot closer. Josh McCowan, I think he's the, the third oldest quarterback in the league after Brady and Breeze. It goes Josh McCowan. And for a while there, yes, the game kind of got away from him later on in, in the second half. But for a while, he was making some solid plays out there on the secondary. Uh, he, was, he was running the ball a little bit too, three carries for 25 yards, uh, 8.3 yards per carry. Like you can't let that happen. In my opinion, this game should, they shouldn't even have reached 13 points. The Patriots should have come out more dominant. Yes, again, 13 points, not bad at all. You can't complain about that. But against a team like the Jets, you got to come out and make a statement. And I was actually looking for a, a shutout. It's a lot to ask That's for. That's a lot to ask for. It's a lot for. to ask for. That's but. a lot to ask for. I'm I'm
0: in the opposite. I, I liked what I saw from this Patriots defense. You know, there was a lot of times where the Patriots' offense put the defense in a hole. There was a lot of penalties in this game. A lot, a lot of penalties from the offensive line. The defense had to come out off off of that situation. I thought they they handled themselves. I loved with um Patrick Chung. I loved how he played today. He he was all over the field. Um, I believe he had he led the team in 13 tackles. Yeah. Van Noy, great game from Van Noy rushing McCown. Um, Trey Flowers, he had a, him and Dietrich Wise. They rushed McCown a lot. They had great games, so I liked. What I saw from this defense. Of course, you know, it's not a formidable opponent like the Pittsburgh Steelers or anything like that, but it can get things going. 13 points is 13 points, Mike. You can you you'll win 90% of your games, you the New England Patriots, if you let up only 13 points. So and you can't get too upset about this defense. Um the the touchdown to curse, that was disappointing. Um the the one that he had he had a one-handed catch earlier to mm-hmm. um start start off their possession and then he got free for the touchdown so there's things you need to show up especially in the red zone but 13 points <clears throat> mccown is not the greatest quarterback you rushed him you forced him under pressure plays cause the interception so
1: i'm not too upset yeah uh if you can push forward in the season and only allow 13 points to the next couple of opponents, again, it'll look like a lot more wins that'll be heading the Patriots way. And that's what you want to see. You know, right now, sitting at an eight and three record, the number one seed is not too, too far to question. Obviously, you need a lot of things to fall right. in your favor in terms of the Steelers and uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. But the Patriots are still right there fighting for opportunity to get home field advantage and that uh, that that buy in the first round. So you got to keep stringing these wins together obviously you get the jets you know a couple more divisional matchups coming up you know a game against the steelers coming up as well you got to keep um stringing wins together if you want to stay a part of this race obviously just making the playoffs is is great but we're not this is the new england Patriots. this is not the cleveland That's okay. browns or something like That's that okay it's not about just making the playoffs here you want to be hopefully number one seed hopefully a home field vanish throughout so Patriots are staying right there in the mix, and they need to continue doing that for sure.
0: And so next week will be a good a good test. You know, yep. you get the um, Minnesota Vikings. They come here. They they come here to New England, and Vikings is not the same Vikings team as last year. You know, their defense isn't as dominant as it was. And your offense, now with this running, running attack, you got Gronkowski back. Your offense should be able to score points against this team. But we also know... They got some guys out there in their offensive weapons sure. that can score. They got <clears> things. <throat> they got Diggs, you know, Latavius Murray or Dalvin Cook. You never know which one is going to go off for them. And Kirk Cousins can sling the ball, and he's not afraid to sling the ball. Stefan Gilmore and McCourty are going to need to be on their A game because Kirk Cousins is going to put up points. And, you, you know, you look at this offense, those penalties, the offensive line needs to be better. You can't you can't have too many penalties. You got to make sure that you finish every drive against this team because you don't know, you still don't know how great this defense is. I know you only let up 13 points tonight, but this that's against the Jets. Yeah. They don't have anyone. This team has a lot of weapons. Diggs and Thielen. That's a bad, bad duo, man. That's a bad duo. You can arguably say it's the best wide receiver duo up there with Schuster and Brown. So Ooh. boy. You really got your
1: hands full with this one. Yeah, I mean, again, like you mentioned, I think one one area of the game that you could be happy about is the fact that it is taking place in New England, and right now the Patriots are sitting 5-0 and at home, and I've really been defending Gillette Stadium uh, very well all season long. So it'll be a good matchup. It's definitely more of a, a, a tougher opponent than the New York Jets, but obviously you want to play a great game, um, and you want to – Keep those guys in check that you just mentioned. Uh one guy who I definitely want to talk about is a guy, again, who's back, you know, the big storyline around him a little bit more, is Gronk. Can he really head down the rest of the season and kind of erase if he comes out and has more performances like this? Right. Can he possibly put an end to any of the talk that was kind of what talk around him? Explain the talk. The talk of maybe he's done. Maybe the injuries have caught up to him. Maybe he's not the the top guy in New England anymore. Right. Maybe he, Patriots are trying to move on from him for a reason. If he were to come out after this bye week, not miss a game, you know, grab a it seven. 70- it's
0: asking for a lot. It's asking for a lot. Um, to answer your question, it's tricky. Right so he had three receptions here for 50 for 50 yards. That's what he's been doing all yeah. year. That's what he's been doing all year. And when I when I was telling everyone when they were panicking about Gronk what happened? I said this is usually a Gronk game. The only difference is it comes with a touchdown. Yeah. This tonight today he came with a touchdown. So today we're going to say Gronk had a great game. But he still only had three receptions. It was still only 50 50 yards. You know, he got targeted seven times. Four of them didn't four of them didn't work out. It didn't connect. So let's not get fooled by this game and say whoa Gronk is back everything's well or, or let's not get to down and say oh he's still finished gronk is what he's been all year look at the tape this is what it is you know he looks a little healthier we obviously his ankle was messing him up obviously he had some back problems that we just we just found out about so can he erase it he can get better I mean this year this this year can only go up he can string a couple games where he can get A touchdown, maybe hopefully five receptions. You know, though there were there were plays there that were left on the field for Gronk and Brady that they can they should be able to connect on those one on ones. Usually that's automatic. Yeah, Brady sees Gronk one on one matchup, it's easy money. That didn't work out today. That was a little disappointing. But to say Gronk is finished, that's ridiculous. Even during the times where he wasn't catching, like the Kansas City game, Mike, which I still think is his best game, Gronk wasn't catching the balls, he was blocking, he was helping the block, the run game, they even mentioned it today in the podcast, how Gronk is going to be huge, Sony Michelle and James White, that duo, you want that to continue happening, Gronk is going to be a major factor, that, especially with Dwayne Allen being out for right now, so I think Gronk is going to be fine, is he going to be an elite, six to seven catches, 150 yards, two touchdowns a game, we might not see that, we might see that once, you know, one time, in the blue moon but that's not gonna happen anymore for what we know three receptions 58 yards one touchdown that's gonna that's been gronk all year
1: and that's what we're gonna see hey i won't be mad if that's the case at all um i'm looking at the comments here thanks and shout out to everybody tuning in of course uh of added course. in the comments one comment comment sorry that was made by d murphy he said the old line was back it was all about shaq mason and I got to agree with him yes. 100%. I think the old line was awesome today. Running backs can be great. You can have great running backs in this league. But the offensive line has to be the guys that are somewhat part to the C for you when it comes to the running game. Same with thing with the pass game. You have a great quarterback. But as long as that quarterback has great protection, quarterback has all day to dissect the defense. So I got to give a shout out to the guys on the offensive line. Uh, Brady didn't take a sack in this game, you know, And that's what you want to see again 41 year old quarterback he's not not a mobile quarterback he's not going to be scrambling too much so you want to do your best job and making sure he's able to drop back survey the field and dissect the secondary and he was able to do that today again probably one of the best games Brady has had over the past couple of weeks. A lot of that credit has to go to what we saw from the offensive line led by Shaq Mason.
0: Yeah, but once again, just the penalties. The penalties, penalties were yes. a killer. You can't, you can praise the offensive line for keeping Brady upright, having a great game in the running game, but there was a lot of penalties. That's what mm-hmm. stalled the first the first half. And you look at the first half and it goes 10 <laughs> 10, you're asking, what's going on here? Yeah. You know, the Andrews, you got um, Brown. So sure up those penalties. And yeah, the offensive line is gonna be good. They have they've had a good year so far. You can't you can't point that one thing where the offensive line's been really bad at. So continue what they're doing, sure up on the um, sure up on the penalties, and you're looking you're looking all right going forward.
1: Yeah, can't complain about that at all as long as you shore those penalties up. So with the schedule now, I mean obviously yes, you got to win against the Jets, but Jets not making a playoff, so you can't really stress about them too much. They're out the pitcher. You won't be seeing them again till week seventeen. But before that, you got Minnesota, right? Miami, okay. Pittsburgh. Where's Miami? Where Miami in Miami. Games? Sorry, Minnesota at Gillette. Yep. Miami in Miami. Yep. Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. All right. Buffalo will be at Gillette, and then the Jets will be coming to Gillette as well. So that's five games coming up. How do you feel the Patriots shake out in these next coming five games? Break out of the bye, they got the first one out of the way. Can they run the table and go 6-0? I tell you this,
0: they should should beat Minnesota at home. I agree. Gillette game, it shouldn't be even a game that – I'm not nervous about the game. I think the Patriots are a better team than the Minnesota Vikings. I think they should be able to win at home at Gillette. Okay. Pittsburgh game Brady usually owns Pittsburgh right usually no matter what it's a big game seedings always has to do with seedings late in the end of the year but that's the only game I see there that's like okay they could drop one here and if they drop one they'll. I can see them at worst being 12 and 4 but I can't see them losing any more games out of that I don't see them losing to Miami and where's Miami game? In Miami, in you know Miami. how that goes. It sometimes always, it always is weird. But this Patriots team knows what they're playing for right now. Yeah, you know they have they have they have to play for seed and going to try to play for a bye week. Try to have the road go through New England. So they're going to handle business in Miami. It won't be easy. It's going to be some craziness that always happens. Yeah.
1: But they should beat Miami in Miami. And the rest of the Bills and the Jets, come on now. The fact that the Bills and Jets, those two games are in. Uh, Foxborough, I won't complain too much. Now, if you told me that Buffalo or Jets game was on the road, then i said, say, okay, here comes the, the trap the game. Trap, right. Here comes the, the, that game they lose to a bum divisional opponent. But the fact that those two games back-to-back at home in Gillette, you know, I have confidence in that. Now, if it's the case where, say, the Chiefs really screw up these next couple of weeks and the Patriots lock down that first first seed, uh, first-round bye. Could it be a situation where the Patriots maybe bench some guys against the Jets or Buffalo? I hope it doesn't get to that. No. And the Patriots don't really do that anyway. No. They, they, you they know, usually
0: play it. They play, play it. out.
1: Everybody's on the field. Um, but I think just going through the rest of these games, one thing you definitely want to hope for is health. You know, you have all your weapons. Today was kind of a glimpse of having pretty much all your weapons available with Brady spreading the ball around. Obviously, you're still waiting for Burkehead to yeah. come back. But today was a glimpse of having everybody available. And 27 points, they can put up much more than that when they're really clicking on all cylinders. So it's going to be a next couple of weeks of football is going to get really interesting with the Patriots trying to fight for seeding as well. Uh, Anything else? Yeah, like I so I said, I'm not
0: concerned about the Minnesota Vikings. What about you, (laughs) Mike? Do the Vikings? You know, do you have any you know thoughts on? Next week game, in.
1: You guys as well who are watching, you know, let us know your thoughts on our Minnesota Vikings. I mean, obviously, again, like you mentioned, uh Thielen and um, uh, what's the other receiver's name? Diggs. Diggs, sorry, yes. Thielen and Diggs are probably two of the best uh, one-two punch wide receiver in all the NFL. Uh, I think it's going to be a solid test for uh, Gilmore and McCourty, the secondary in general. It's going to be a solid test for them. Uh, but again, like I said earlier, the fact that the game's being played at Gillette gives me the extra confidence boost I need because Patriots are sitting 5-0 and right now at Gillette Stadium. You know, it's never easy for an opponent to come into Gillette and win a game. I don't care who you are, how good you may be playing. Gillette is a hard place to play. So I feel very confident that, one, the Patriots will continue this momentum that they have, especially that they got today coming out of the bye week, and two, being at Gillette. Fans will be going crazy. It'll be a big game, 425 game. It's going to be a big one. I feel like the Patriots will easily, not easily, but the Patriots will handle business. It won't be. Mm-hmm. It'll be a. It'll be a tough game because again, this defense, yes, this defense hasn't really been one to say, "All right, well, they, they can lock down anybody who comes into Gillette." Or anybody they face in general hasn't been really been a lockdown defense. But I think, you know, Brady and this offense, fully healthy, will able to carry them over a win against the Minnesota Vikings. Excellent. So let's look at these comments, see if anybody has anything they want to have and want to add. Sorry to all of that. <laughs> I see our guy uh, Travis Cactus Jack Scott saying Josh Gordon has been a deep in his whole career with a uh, bag. Of <laughs> 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 yeah, I hear what you're saying. Uh, Cactus Jack doesn't make sense. But you know what? You can't be mad at what josh gordon is bringing to this offense right now you know it's definitely helped it's it's, it's helped it's, out a lot it's helped. imagine this team without josh gordon trying to carry on throughout the season you know if they didn't have josh gordon who would they be depending on edelman hogan dorsett yeah. you no know, josh gordon yes maybe he's seen better days before but, but we got to remember guys. That was
0: 2013. Yeah. Everything everyone's bringing up about Josh Gordon was five years ago. Think about all the elite res- receivers. Who were they five years ago? Like, everything, things have changed. Yes, he's still young, but he has he has been playing football. Yeah. This is his year he's really come back. We can't expect what, you can't expect to see what you saw from him five years ago. It's just impossible. This is a guy who's coming back into football, finally getting back <clears> into <throat> fo- football shape, and he's doing all right. You know, yeah. of course, we want to see the 80-yard reception, the down-the-field, one-hand catch. But this is what we're going to get out of Josh Gordon, and he's he's shown glimpses of great plays of when he's broken tackles and has gone further. So just keep that in mind, that the Josh Gordon, when he was playing with wacky
1: quarterbacks, that was back in 2013. And I think, you know, again, kind of uh, piggybacking off what you said, he's in a perfect situation where obviously uh, he's not relied upon to carry the offense like like uh, Antonio Brown or Diggs or something like that, or Julio Jones. He's not relied upon to carry the offense. He has different guys around him, the Edelmans, like the Bronx, offer, right? that can that can pick up the slack and not put all of the weight on Josh Gordon's shoulders to make plays. So. I think he's in a great situation. Obviously, you'll get glimpses here and there of the 60, 70-yard reception, you know, whatever the case may be. But Josh Gordon is in a solid situation. I don't think he's upset, and I don't think the Patriots are upset uh, with what they're seeing from him as well. And another thing with Josh Gordon, which is great, is he automatically takes your, your the best
0: corner. The yeah. best corner has to go on Josh Gordon, which frees up things for Gronk and Edelman. So, which is a luxury, too, because, you know, even with the best corner, you like the matchup with
1: Josh Gordon, whoever's facing him. True. Can't be mad at that at all. Um, So, with that being said, I'm looking at the time here, and we can definitely get into our stars and sorries of the game. If you have some, send them our way. Send them some stars. Send them some stories. Let us know who you think should deserve those awards for today's game. So, let's start with some stars. Right. And who played well, Marv? If you want to kick us off, if you have anybody in mind? Definitely, definitely <laughs> got to give out a star to Sony Michelle, man. Sonny Sony Michelle
0: played really hard. Twenty-one carries, hundred and thirty-three yards, touchdown. This guy got folded back. or sure did. dead. No pun intended. This back looked like it went in half. Got some heating pad. You know, warmed it up a little bit, came back like it was nothing. That guy's a baller. We missed him, and this was his first game really back healthy, it looked like. So, Tony Michelle definitely gets a star. Um, also got to give a star out to Gilmore. I thought Gilmore had a really good game on a new one for the most part. Um, he's been another solid – so a great, great year from Gilmore yeah. in general. You know, this is a guy I think he'll be able to be Pro Bowl eligible. He's been having a great season. So – He's gonna be tested big time. I don't know who you put him on, cause that other that other receiver might just have a field day. But Gilmore is gonna be tested big time next week. But he had a great game this week, so I'm gonna give it to Michelle
1: and Gilmore. Uh, if I have to give us some stars, I think I mean sorry stars. If I had to give us some stars, I think I'll start with Tom Brady. You know, especially. You know, one of the headlines about Tom Brady was over the last couple of weeks, he had not thrown a touchdown pass. Comes out in today's game, throws two, gets back on track. You know, I think he's inching closer to passing Brett Favre for all-time touchdown passes. He's not too far behind, maybe maybe one, two, or three away from from passing Brett Favre. You know, Drew Brees is getting busy for New Orleans, so he's yeah, he's, he's put up yeah. numbers. But Brady's making his way up. I will say for Brady, though, shout out to him. You know, he did... Passed Peyton Manning for uh, most passing yards all time with playoffs included. Uh, he's put up seventy thousand. I don't even remember the exact number off the top of my head, but he passed Peyton Manning in this game. You know, and it makes sense. You know, the guy's played in eight Super Bowls. He's played in so many playoff games. You know, he's been eighteen years, 18 years in the league, so it makes sense that it was going to happen. Uh, so shout out to him. He definitely gets a star of the game. Also want to give one again to the offensive line. Yes, they did have some <clears throat> excuse me, some penalties that they racked up during the game. But again, for the most part, Brady didn't take a sack. And Sony Michelle, 21 carries, 133 yards, 6.3 yards per carry. Some of that is also attributed to the offensive line and the protection that he got. So want to give a star to the offensive line as well. All right uh but when there's the good there's the bad and when you're bad on this show right here we tell you sorry, sorry. let's see travis cactus jack scott he gives a sorry to trent brown he did get some of those penalties and david andrews david andrews as well so i can understand why you want to give a sorry to those guys uh to the refs as well sheesh you know, they kept saying during the broadcast, this referee team, you know, they throw the most flags about the NFL. And if you watch that game, you'd understand why. Oh, they had a sequence where it was even the refs got got a little tired. like once again, yeah. uh, all right. <laughs> all of whatever they call it. said, once again, before the, you know, before the snap, there was a hole in that game. Did it again. Like, <laughs> refs, you know, they're just used to it. So, but. Yeah, the flags are part of the game, but they also take away from the game. An argument can be made either way, but I can understand why you give a, a sorry to them. Do I have a sorry <clears throat> Excuse me, that I have in mind? Uh, I can't think of a sorry in terms of the Patriots. I think that all around it was decent. Marv, if you have anybody. I do, I do Mike. I have a sorry. It's a play I showed you
0: earlier. Watching, oh no, oh boy. i were watching. Um I don't know. I think I think even D Murphy might have brought this up. I don't know if this is the same play we're talking about, but um <coughs> yeah, let that let that cough up. This is this is serious. Yeah. This is um Yeah. Coral Patterson, you know, he went he went they brought him into and goal line to do a play. He got stuffed. But while he was on the ground, Mike, you know, sometimes when you're on the ground, you get up, you got to it's hard to get up, but Cordero Patterson got his hands full with a bunch of stuff. His hands shouldn't have been full with, full with. and you you guys will see the replay. Uh, I'm not going to really talk about it too much, but it was, it was it was, a play that you just can't do, man. It's one of those things on ESPN when they say, come on, man. come on, man. That's just Cordero Patterson, what are you doing? If you don't know what I'm talking about, just go back to when they put it in the goal line and he fell and he was trying to, you know, Get up, and he reached for another player's situation, and perfect way to. <laughs> and it was just not right; it just wasn't right. So, Cordero Patterson, on this show
1: right here, when you do something crazy like that, we're gonna tell you, sorry. Yeah, man, I know exactly the play you're talking about in this. No, 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 Cordell Patterson. <laughs> no, 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 don't do that. Uh. I, again, sorry for Patriots, I think all around, other than, yes, the penalties like we mentioned and that play right there, that was pretty bad. You know, I guess a sorry can go to the Jets another season where they ain't going anywhere. Todd Bowles, man, this guy is holding on to his job. Three and eight. Yeah. Sometimes it's going to be – I mean, eventually it's going to be time to go Todd Bowles. I don't know if this offseason will be it, but you got to switch it up soon because right now – Obviously, you're waiting for Darnold to come back from injury. Uh, I don't know if he's the answer, but another sorry season for the Jets. Which is pretty much it, man. But any lasting thoughts, Mar? before we kind of wrap up the show here? Check us out, you know, during the
0: week. Patriots roundtables will, you know, recap this game again and recap whatever else is going on in the NFL. Shout out to all of you guys in the comments, as always, holding it down, making this show as entertaining as it is. Um, Patriots next week against the Minnesota Vikings, yes, they're going to build it up as a big game. In my opinion,
1: I think the Patriots will handle it easily. I agree 100%. I think the Patriots should take care of business at home against the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, just like Mar said, appreciate everybody tuning in, the comments. Check us out during the week with the Patriots Roundtable. Uh, and we'll be back next week following that Minnesota Vikings game. So, for Marvin Azan, I am Mike Molyneux. This has been the Patriots Post Game Show, powered by CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider of audio and video coverage for all Boston professional sports. We will see you guys next week.